Yeah, while well, I'm, I'm on the uh, the MacBook with a rug over my head. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We've, awesome. we've already talked about sweating. This is <laughs> it is fucking crazy how, like, I've been, you know, I had a, a bath earlier actually, sat, you know, watching TV and all that stuff. Come sit down, play fucking Overwatch. Mate, sweating instantly. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to another Alt Gaming Podcast. This is number four for the week of September 12th, 2016. Uh, how's everybody doing? Very all well. good, all good. Excellent. Eddie Rio, Vivermord, and Char are in the house. Hello. And we've got a delectable Ahoy, delight of different subjects to talk about, including No Man's Sky, the new Overwatch map, the Battlefield 1 beta, the PlayStation 4 Pro... There's loads of things been happening. Star Citizen, Frankie's Toa and Tanoa video jobby. That was really good. And some very interesting Altland related news because we've we've got the date sorted and everything, tickets on sale. So yeah, lots to talk about. Um, shall we get started with a bit of No Man's Sky? Because we were really into it last time, a month ago. And where are we now? Who's Who wants to take that one? Well, I've actually uninstalled it, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, uninstalled, really? Yeah. For well, real? I, I, I heard on the grapevine that people were getting refunds uh, for over the two-hour time on Steam. They did. And yeah. I, I had a little backwards and forwards with a Steam operative who basically shut me down uh, after two messages, and so it's remained uninstalled since then. Um, yeah, I was a bit disappointed. 70 hours some people have played, and they still got refunds. I was on 30, and they still yeah. said no. The first guy, Chuck. Thanks, Chuck. You were very nice. Uh, but the second guy, he was a dick. He just said, you will not be getting a refund. Uh, we cannot help you further. Goodbye. I don't know, man. If anyone's put anything... I think the, the official statement is, is a couple of hours on Steam's website, isn't it? Yeah. But um, if anyone's played it for 30 hours or 70 hours, I don't know. Should they get a refund? I think probably not. I think that doesn't this boil down to a, a like a description of what the product was before it was sold? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's up in the air as to where that that description becomes definitive. But there's yeah. certainly a lot of not not quite promises, but features but if that I go, mentioned. And if I go up. to see a film, I pay a tenner for the film and some popcorn or whatever, and then I come out and I go, "Oh, that was shit. That was nothing like the trailer." I don't expect my money to be back from that. Yeah. No. Yeah, I suppose I, I I would go so far as if I was buying the physical copy of a game in store, and I look on the back, you know, the hard and fast features of those little bullet points where they used to put two player, multiplayer, or co-op, or all that kind of stuff. Um, and to that extent, you know, the Steam page there's no lies on there, but you know, the the idea that that, that a lot of people have gone into No Man's Sky thinking that it's a multiplayer environment and that you can meet people even if it's unlikely. And then, you know, that just seems to be a lie, essentially. There's been, you know, a lot of hype for this game. We were really hyped for it. We were really into it. Two weeks after launch, the player base went down from over 200,000 people to 25,000 people. So that's, you know, that's the Steam... Uh, they call it Steam Spy, that gives you those kind of numbers. And so that's about an 80-something percent drop-off. You're it's always, really... always going to get like a drop-off, a large drop-off Should it be as that well. large? Not that large, no. I mean, that's um, what's Tom Clancy's game, The Division. That's like that bad, you know? That's been out a lot longer. 
Sure, if, it's not one month after release. It's still it, after the first month. It's still dropped a significant amount of players. If this game came out for, say, 15 quid, and I hadn't heard of it before, no one heard of it, I would have played it and I've gone, wow, this is really cool for 15 quid, but because you've got so much expectations going into it, your cup's already full, man, you know, and it's just mm. like... I think for me, the reason that I sort of slowly started to get, you know, it's a bit... It, at first it was a wow generator. I was like, wow, look at that, wow, look at that. Wow. And then by, by sort of planet number 10, I was sort of like, all oh, right, another one of them, but it looks a bit different or... It yeah. was all, you know, and that fucking robot voice, you know, every time, like, what is it? Units yeah. received, units received. I was just, oh. There wasn't enough variation for me. And once you'd seen sort of a dick shaped head on a giraffe, you'd just, you'd seen it and that was it. And that, mm. that kind of amusement element was over. And yeah, I don't know. It was, I still enjoy playing it in a chilled out Minecraft style. Mm. Yeah. It, so that for me is that kind of game, but... Whether or not these games with no purpose is going to be a big trend, I don't think so. What I think this is from... to be the purpose seemed to be just maxing out your slots, really, didn't it? It was mm. like yeah. you wanted to just try and get another slot on your suit or whatever. Sure, it was. was it. What yeah. do you think it would take, uh, patch-wise, to bring everybody back vigor renewed? Wow, very very good multiplayer. Mm. So you know we're in. We're, we're able to hook up and see each other on planet and do things together. Sure. A uh, more significant yeah. enemy mm. that we can actually fight and use our co-op abilities as, you know, we've got two different types of guns set up in different ways to mm. take these bad guys down. You know, those dogs are just a pushover at level three. But yeah. I noticed on level four, you've got the, the walkers that come in. I couldn't even kill that. So you obviously need a different kind of weapon. But, so, and a better survival element, because you didn't... I never felt like I was having to survive at any point throughout never, it. No. Yeah. Even even with your no acid or no toxic things on your suit, you could still last a long time. Sure. And just get back in your ship and you were fine. And there was always plutonium everywhere. Always, always. always on every planet. Why is there no planets without plutonium? Well, because you wouldn't be able to take off and the game True. would be over. I know that's why they've done it, but it didn't feel realistic, you know. It could be less abundant, you know, like hidden away, make you yeah. sort of panic a little bit. Yeah. They've sort of shot themselves in the foot, though, with the order that everything's happened. You know, it's, it's come out priced as a full retail game. And then, yeah. you know, the, the bits of chatter, because they have talked about, like, base building loosely coming to it and things like that. So that starts to paint it as something of a, a, an early access title, which, you know, would have been an ideal way to pitch it in the first place. Like you Agreed. say, 15, 20 pounds to, to get it. It's got the early access label attached to it, so there's, there's stuff going to come. But you know, I think a lot of people will just feel a little bit burned by it and you know, they'll, they'll have to promise big things and arguably a price reduction but they can't they can't do that too quickly because that'll just upset people even more yeah i don't know if you notice with other games when they do free dlc it just goes a bit unnoticed people go oh it's free dlc cool okay mm. <laughs> uh, mm. it doesn't seem to be the whole oh wow aren't they awesome people they've made up for it by giving us free dlc it doesn't seem to work that way in the gaming world for some reason yeah could it not be that they did start out with the best intentions and they did have all this stuff planned, but then, you know, contractual obligations and deadlines came into play and they were like, oh, we, we really have to get this out. You've got to be honest with your with your user base. And if 
there is a problem with the contract they've signed with Sony for an exchange for say five million quid in terms of development funding, mm. and that's that's an, that means they're not allowed to disclose things to the public sure. they need to come out and say we've signed something that says we can't talk to you about it sorry and then that that can divert the pressure away from hello games yeah but, well uh, there was there was also like a two-year legal battle with the use of the word sky oh yeah 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 and they got was... flooded and oh yeah there's lots of things isn't there sky wanted the they never won that did they sky okay. yeah they um, they were quite sort of vocal though weren't they at the start when it first launched and even to the point with the uh the two streamer guys that, that met each other but didn't. Um, and then they just they went a little bit silent on the development front. I can't remember the head guy's name now. They still remain silent. Like yeah. No one knows where Sean is, what he's doing. You know, Hello Games have just shut down pretty much on the, on the communication front. Sad story. And it's not the first one really from this whole kind of like user-funded style games. We've seen these sort of things before. This is the first time it's been a full title i suppose and we've seen it but not great for the industry not great for consumer confidence but i suppose there's just so many people buying games it doesn't matter true you know there is that's the thing with the industry right now it's massive but yeah i i think it's i think it's quite a, a sort of a, a zeitgeisty thing at the moment that you know it's, it, it goes back to things like pre-ordering and, and investing in games and the hype and the marketing and how sort of transparent that that, that should be um, and how clouded we're all getting at this point because so many people are pre-ordering things quite blindly and people are getting away with you know essentially releasing products that aren't meeting the promises that they, they, they put forward. The pre-order period. It's, it's a bit like the Renaissance. They'll look back at this time. Yeah, I hope so. Back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Or like Art Deco or something. Like Art Deco <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the Andertholic and all that lot. Yeah, it's definitely it's the pre-order period. But mo- moving on from No Man's Sky, which I will still play a little bit when I'm trying to chill out. Um, but yeah, no no great hopes for its future. Um, we got a new map in Overwatch and a few other tweaks um, as the game gets uh, improved upon in terms of the tick rate on the servers has been improved for better reporting uh we're now up to about 60 hertz which is similar to a call of duty style game in terms of tick rate and uh, a new kind of close combat map which is i'm going to attempt to say it correctly Achenwald. um i'm not sure if itching world is something that i don't want to talk to you about but yeah it's i don't know it's it's an it's really interesting map starts out uphill um into a very kind of tight a bottleneck point under a bridge and then once you've got past that you're on some long stretches of open ground as you navigate around the castle and over the bridge into the castle keep and then you've got another close combat so it's a very kind of changing as you progress kind of map what do you guys think i love the theme i think the medieval theme is awesome the yep. sort of dilapidated old castle and town it's pretty cool uh yeah i quite enjoy it I yeah, only played it map. once. That was the other night when we we played it all together, and the first, the thing I noticed more than anything was just coming up against six bastions all on a little <laughs> point, and I was far like, Yeah, I yeah. kind of flew over, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> back up, back up. But yeah, we we, did, we got past them actually, though. So yep. it wasn't that good a tactic, was it? But 
Yeah, no. but you were saying beforehand that you should go bastion on this certain point or whatever, and then they'd obviously done exactly the same as what you were saying. So it's obviously a little tactic there to uh, drop bastions on that point. Seen some pretty nifty tracer moves from you know getting over the rooftops and stuff like that. There's uh, there's room to move about, but it is yeah. very narrow, very narrow. I like the uh, the last defensive point with the the sort of corridors that go in behind. Mm. You know, there's, there's like two or three exits from that corridor up into balcony areas and stuff. I think that's quite good. Yeah, I really love the mix of combat. You could be a sniper during the middle, you could be a tank at the start, and then, you know, you can be a turret at the end. And they're all valid play styles, and it's encouraging a team to communicate and switch it up. I, I really mix like it up, it. yeah, that is quite good. Or you could just and it was go free. Yatta, like me. Didn't cost a penny, did it? <laughs> nope. No, it was free. Yeah, the game just keeps getting better and better. The best so price. I do have issue with the uh, the whole falling off the bridge and then being resed in in the uh, in the riverbed. Is yeah, that to you? yeah, yeah. You're kind <laughs> They'll of stuck. fix that though, yeah, won't they? They'll fix sure. that. I, when when I first played the map, I found myself falling off places with there's obviously no walls. No health and safety weren't around at that no. time when you're building castles, so they weren't putting the barriers up in the right places. So yeah, I was falling off the edge quite a lot, but oh, um, not come across that. <laughs> it was just there seems to be a couple of places where you could just walk off while you're backing away from somebody without realizing it. Same can but, be said for like multiple other maps, though you know. So uh, yeah, that's it's true. just map knowledge as opposed yeah. to it being a design flaw. Yeah, which is great. Map knowledge is one of the most enjoyable things when you mm-hmm. get one-upmanship on somebody because you knew where to go. So that's it's really good. Uh, we've also been playing quite a bit of these kind of like what do you call them pinch points or defensive stronghold points we've been trying to talk when we're playing the game we've been trying to say hey everyone get back to this location and that was that's been quite good hasn't it, it? has that been sort of working defense really style. well our comms is sort of skyrocketed um because last... of that yeah it's cool as ev- as everyone's played the game more we've got these nice names for things and everyone can communicate strongly and say you know, oh, on the onto the garage roof, and yet, you know, everyone knows what that means. It's uh, it's got quite good about a game when it gets like that. Yeah, I think which is good. Pork uh, we, chop, we, we, pork, pork chop round the corner, pork chop round the corner, <laughs> dubstep in the High tunnel. Noon. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, that's good fun, man. It's like that, and yeah, Viv, you've been doing a lot of the Zinyata. I love the guy. Yeah, I'm he was he was harmony. unplayed at the start of the game. Yeah, he's my favourite without a doubt. Now he's fast overtaking um. Zarya is my, is my well. Zarya still remains my most played character, uh, closely followed by Reinhardt. But uh, I think over time, Zinyata at the moment will take over unless they do something to him. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we've been really nicely comboing his transcendence mm-hmm. with another something. Sure. So a little bit of conversation. Two of us have got, or one of us has got our ultimate ready, and you can say, right, go. I'm going to pop a transcendence. Yeah. <laughs> in Eddie. <laughs> and it's it's been working really well because that's our timer. So we set your transcendence as the goal and we use that to all move as one. And I think that's a nice system. There's a little... Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to yeah, cut Yeah, go you for off, it. Yeah, no, um, there's it. a little thing, though. Uh, that, that actually only heals a set amount per second. And so if you can out-damage it on some of the weaker characters with only 200 health like Genji or Tracer you will still kill them even though they're being uh, in, you know in the iris yeah if we were playing in it at, at a high level that would possibly be a problem from intelligent players but mm. in your r- random quick match yeah people see that happening and they're like oh fuck everyone's un- invincible yeah yeah <laughs> which is good so no, everyone really strong getting stronger great game how did yeah. they do it how did they 
they nail it so much. Was it just timing? Or Decades was it... of money from World of Warcraft yeah. allowed them to invest in great yeah. engineers and <laughs> but, but marketing-wise and stuff, they they didn't play it up too much beforehand and that, and it just kind of dropped at the perfect time. But with other games that were coming out that were kind of similar and everything, but they just they just hit it on the head perfectly at the right time, and it was really good. Yeah, I'm really impressed with that. I think I, that's I know a good people... bit of marketing people are talking about the season approaching now and Call of Duty and other games, but I just can't see this being pushed out of the top spot from the first-person shooter. No. Yeah, I think, I think it's still like so fresh to a lot of people. I mean, there's been obvious comparisons with uh, Team Fortress, uh, Team Fortress, Fortress 2, but I think so many people didn't play that game. Um, yeah. That, that this is still new and fresh enough to them and... I think, you know, the Blizzard name just carries quite a lot of weight with it. There's a lot of trust in there. You know, they don't spread themselves too thinly with the, the, the kind of properties that they do look, look to, uh, to, to, to produce. No, they so, don't. No, you know, they everyone... were working on a big title and it got shelved. And I think some of the IP and some of the some of the things they'd done on that really big title got moved across. Something yes. they worked on for a long yeah, time. Yeah. I'm struggling with the name now. I think it was a sci-fi shooter, but no, all good stuff from, from Overwatch, still loving it. And we've been having some custom matches with quite a few guys from the community. And that's been really, really good fun as well. So, um, did any of you, any of you guys play the battlefield one beta? I'm afraid not. No, I did not. No, I, I watched it. A lot of footage and stuff, yeah, oh, a lot yeah, of videos yeah. of other people and stuff. But yeah, it, uh, is that going to be the one to knock it off for a little bit when it comes out? Maybe, I don't know. I played about five hours and um, it was a great game. You know, I only played the one map. That was all that was available, a kind of desert open plan map, which was very uh, easy for snipers because it was just a big flat space. Yeah, there's a lot so, of love for snipers. Yeah, and it seemed it seemed easier than before to get headshots. It didn't seem like a World War One map, to be honest. Like yeah, I was it's a like, weird choice. This, this... yeah. Adventures with Aladdin. It was, it was, yeah. yeah. Agrabah. Agrabah. Yeah. But I mean, it was it, there was tanks and there was vehicles and planes and things. But I never felt, oh fucking hell, there's no way I can. I can deal with this tank. It's going to definitely kill me, like I would in in Battlefield Four. Do you um? Did you play it on the PC or on the console? PC. Right. Uh, did you get any like um, network issues? I. No. Rubber banding. Nothing like that. Nothing. That, Battlefield Four was plagued with it when it first launched to the point where people stopped playing. I mean, I know a few people. I mean, the um, CG Mag online and, and quite a few other people. I think Polygon. They all put out really sort of nasty reviews of the of the beta, saying it was suffering from all sorts of stuttering and and issues. But I, I didn't get it at all. I, d I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, maybe I played off peak. I think mm. I was playing in the daytime. But um, yeah, got the a nice quality PC was there as well, haven't you? Well, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's okay. But, but yeah, it, it's a fucking reskin at the end of the day, though, it isn't is. it? It, it felt like playing Battlefield 4 with new sound effects. That's yeah. what I want to get to saying, really. It was a slow, it was a, exactly the same gameplay style, exactly the same feel to it. I'm on foot. Should I bother to get in a vehicle? Maybe, maybe not. Shall I take a weapon with a scope? Fucking hell yeah, because it's two miles to reach someone. So yeah, it was it was definitely it's, 
It's got the run, shoot, die, run, shoot, die, run, shoot, die. You're not building up. It doesn't seem that build up of like, you know, slow progression, you know, or you can talk to your mates. You can say, right, here they go. They're going to come. You head over a flank off to the right. You go this way. You can't really communicate with each other because it's all such like instant cod like sort yeah. of you know you're you're on your own basically even if you you know you're in a massive team you're not coordinating with each other it's just happening and killing each other and you die and you don't have to run all the way back again you're straight in the action and yeah i don't know it's just it it's it is just a reskin and, f and for that fact i'm probably not going to get it at, at launch and it'll probably be a while before i i even dip my toes into it i'm i'm not bothered by it at all it can fly it can skim over my head quite easily this one well, it, looks, it looks nicely polished. I think they've got um, a few of the, the sort of thin typefaces that they used in the Battlefront game, and all the sort of UI looks looks pretty slick, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's more of the same. You you buy the base game, and then you buy the season pass as well to get all the DLC, right? Which How is, much is that? It's fifty dollars or forty quid, thirty nine ninety nine. So you buy the game for forty quid and then you pay another thirty nine ninety nine to get all the DLC. But you do get battle packs, so that's alright. So it's eighty quid. <laughs> so it's eighty quid to game. get the full game, which because not... you you could get the forty quid version, but that will last you what, three months before the first st stuff starts coming yep. out. And at that point you don't want to be the one without the other maps and stuff. So you have to get the season pass if you want to play it for like, you know, more than a year or something that that you're going to keep up with, and, and yeah, it's it's a lot of money, isn't it? It's yeah, a huge yeah. amount of money. Especially like, well, going back to Overwatch, that was thirty-five quid, I think, I paid for that. Mm. Yeah, and that, you get all of it for that. That's it, one-off yeah. payment. Done. I avoided will... the uh, the premium packs with both Battlefield, uh, Battlefield three and four, um, mm. but I certainly did get to that point where you know when when they were still trying to sort of egg on the forty quid for the premium that you know I was missing out, but. And they do start dripping bits and bobs out for free, don't they? I know we've, yeah. we've, we've talked the last couple of episodes about the Battlefield uh, 4 DLC being for free. That's three right. I, I picked up a few of those. I did go premium with Battlefield 3, uh, but that was because when Battlefield 3 had launched, I'd not seen anything like it or heard anything like it either. I was just so blown away by by yeah. the beta that I had to get it. I just thought, right, I'm in all you know balls in... Uh, but this time, nah, man. It's just to say, I've said it last time. I'm not going back to old school weapons, man. I'm I had a really good time. I'm not. It's just. It's a lot of fun. There's mm. nothing wrong with it. it. They did a lot of cool things that I really enjoyed. So it, you know, with the way that the the people are on horses and some people are throwing gas grenades and there was, it was you know biplanes in the sky zooming past. The audio was fantastic. The the level of number of people on the map seemed just right. That. Everything was great. It was a really good Battlefield game, or even not just, just Battlefront as well. It felt like it had some of that Battlefront mixed with Battlefield a little bit, maybe, um, going on. If you, but it, and it looked really pretty. It was gorgeous. Mm. Oh, I've got a question. Did they put back the, like, I, what's the sort of squad hierarchy? How does that all work? Have they got a general on the field now, like they used to? Not, in, not that I could see No. Okay. how that worked. There was four squads um, you could pick from. It, it seemed that was squad the choice. Leader each. And squad, there's a squad leader each, and he's giving you objectives, and sure. you've got XP for following those. But he objectives. doesn't answer to anyone. He's just out 
Not that I could tell. Right. Not no. sat on the toilet on his iPad. Yeah. Playing no, not one of those, no. <laughs> <laughs> but there was lots of nice communication on screen. They'd changed a lot of the way things pop up, cool. um, which you'd expect, I suppose. So, but uh, yeah, that all seemed really good and it felt good. It had some of that endorphin release feel good leveling up thing going on like you get on call of duty <laughs> da -dong, da -dong, you've done something really good you know you're like oh i want to get that again another headshot um they had a really good ding you know when you hit somebody in there so. <laughs> nice. that's satisfying that <laughs> it is, is so, though yeah. isn't it yeah <laughs> little things i think it was oh, is good. it on battlefield 4 is it like a slight little fud sound like <laughs> yeah that's right you're like you're like yeah i hit him <laughs> this is much more like a bell oh yeah gong. <laughs> <laughs> It was quite. It was good. I really enjoyed it. I got. I can't say that I. It's. I could recommend it at this point. I saw one map and about two weapons. So I don't know. I think it's a wait and see title for me. I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Just have to like wait and see a few people do a few vids online, things like that, and then I'll make an educated guess. Just that. the way that they roll it out though, with the the sort of forty quid for the game and forty quid for the expansion packs, is it's the same what they've done previously in the last two as well, and it's just. I'd love to see them try something different, like really just push the boat out and try a different type of shooter because, you know, they're just following the same kind of pattern again and again at the moment. Yeah. If it's going to be two years before the next game, you know, this isn't quite the next generation of Battlefield that I would expect. Well, I don't know whether they're throttling it back for the beta, but, you know, I was running everything on Ultra right. and I shouldn't be able to do that, really. Consoles. <coughs> well, yeah, that's right. And Yeah, but and they want more people to buy it you know not everyone's got top npcs have they and they play into the market but i think there should be a balance between oh you know what this game will give you more if you spend more on your pc you know and this is gonna you, you may upgrade your graphics card next year and guess what when you do that you'll be able to change the settings yeah. so you, you can see even more beautiful shit smoke and sparkles <laughs> but it, it didn't feel like that it felt like everything was unlocked and it was at full tilt already which is a shame the irony is uh, when people were playing battlefield 3 competitively they'd reel all that shit back because it just well, got yeah. in the way you i understand that yeah, yeah turn vibration off on any controller all that sort of stuff yeah no, i mean but... like get rid of all foliage so that you can see everyone all the time no, yeah. there's no defilade for them to hide behind you could just blast them i mean that's not what i want from my gaming experience but i can see the point of that on a pro level mm. yeah i mean in terms of consoles there was a new announcement uh, about a week ago or so maybe not even that playstation have announced their 4k console Ooh. which is early compared to xbox announcing an interim it's like slim version which does support high definition um in terms of the the high dynamic range high definition whereas the playstation 4 supports 4k output but it's only going to be a low resolution of the game rendered up to a high resolution uh, so upscaled. The, what's yeah, under, upscaled what's under the hood do we know what's under the hood yet yeah there's it's a you know, it's a it's a new it's a new processor. It's more powerful than the current pre, uh, PlayStation Four. Mm -hmm. Catalytic so, converter. Um, it's definitely uh, well. I think it's uh, x86 64 AMD Jaguar Ooh. or something like that. Eight cores. So yeah, it's it's all right. It's a good it's a good thing, and and it will mean that you're going to have any games at 1080p, which um, playing either at a higher frame rate. Or with a few more frills turned on, mm. a bit like a PC turning up the settings. 
element to it. Right. That was one thing they kind of used in their press conference was a description about how we'll make these shaders and the things and bobs and looking amazing. Look at this realism, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, for, from a console point of view, it's, um, it's more than was said for the new Xbox, but so, you know, they are kind of one upping a little bit. I mean, are they pricing it competitively or are they just going to whack a huge price on it? Do you think? Um, yeah, I think it's priced very well. They've got, you know, I think the classic 350, mm-hmm. which is in the UK, yeah, 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 very good, very, very good. I read no. a lot of articles of people saying that, like, oh, this could be like the last kind of generation of consoles or anything. But the way that they sell, I don't see that that being uh, a thing at all because too easy you... to just plug them in. And yeah, go. it's just it's a different yeah. market, isn't it? You know, I think. The vast majority of PlayStations and, and Xbox Ones are being sold to people that aren't even considering PCs as a, as a real option. You know, they're, they're just they're in their comfort zone, like you say. You just buy one, get it home, plug it in. Obviously, nowadays, Steam, like download your first game and get going. Steam kind of opened up a little bit with having their little Steam boxes and and yeah. the consoles and things, and I can see that being more of a thing in the future. And I can't believe it's not more of a thing now, where you. Can buy a PC in a box for say 350, and you can get Steam installed on it. And why why other companies aren't just like bashing those out? Because it seems like the kind of perfect living room kind of thing where other companies could just make little computers that could just sit underneath your TV, and people can play games. You can plug a keyboard and mouse into it, or you can plug a controller into it, and it can also do you know your your TV stuff like UView and tube and access all that kind of stuff as well and surprised reckon... surprised we don't see more of like those types of box like when i walk into curry's or you know tesco's even and places like that you see little you know units of 300 300 quid or something that you could buy stick underneath and you can install steam on it and i don't see why that isn't more of a thing at the moment i think, think that's the way it could go a 350 quid PC would outperform the new PS4 Pro, like a f- eight cores, terabyte hard drive. Things wouldn't like have to though, would it? It wouldn't have to, because like, you know, kids that you know want a, a computer or something to play games on, and parents would buy it for them, and you could get Steam on it. You could get all the mobile games on it and everything as well. And, mm. yeah, I think there's, there's there's a couple of things there, isn't there? There's the there's the sort of brand appeal, so you. you kind of ask yourself like which of the PC manufacturers have got anywhere near the, the sense of like living room uh, name knowledge that a Sony or a Microsoft has got. You're probably looking at people like Dell you know, that, that, that could potentially put something out there like that. But then yeah. there's always been this idea with consoles that they lose money on the hardware and they're licensing the software and, and obviously there's, there's that ecosystem side of it that you know you just wouldn't get from that PC side of things. So I don't know how much of a, an impact that has on things now, our lives and stuff. But I, I, yeah, think... I watch uh, videos like you know, Frankie on PC and other other YouTubers that do their kind of three four hundred pound PC build, and it you know can it outperform the kind of consoles and play the games at the same thing? And, and most of the time they do, but it's just the knowledge of. That that's building the PC from the cheap parts that you buy and put it all together rather than like a little package that you can get off of someone. But I think as prices drop for computers and components become a lot cheaper, the home servers and little home PCs and stuff becoming more of a thing. 
Yeah. Re- resolution is pretty key to this conversation, I think. Building a computer to run at 1080p, max settings, is so much cheaper now, you know, and it's so much easier. And it's like energy-wise, the components don't use as much power, so you haven't got as much heat, so you can use smaller boxes. It's the 4K or the VR elements that are introduced here that really VR, yeah. that fucks everything up. Well, Chris and I went to the Insomnia event at the NEC and we walked around the exhibition hall where Sony had a huge stand, probably the most impressive um, exhibitor at the whole event. And uh, how many booths for VR? There must have been maybe eight. Yeah, yeah around eight. Um, all set up. Ready? They are really pushing that. Big they were all they were all booked by appointment as well. Yeah, I've read a, read a lot of things about VR and, and the fact that perhaps it's not doing as well as sort of you know people have uh, perhaps said that it was going to and that it's you know it's not going to be as big thing. a market. That's undetermined, I think, at this point. But I think PlayStation doing it the way they are, they're saying right, we've got a three hundred forty nine pound console that we know we can run our VR, which will be dual. 720 screens probably let's say i don't know what the resolution is going to be but you you've got the power inside the new console at 349 with the headset which you know is a couple hundred quid as well that's that's quite a sellable concept into the lounge for most people and that could be what vr needs to make it mainstream yeah yeah i saw in morrison's petrol station on the side of the till as i was about to pay for my petrol not pay for it get work to pay for it they had they had for 40 quid um a little vr unit and i was like what and i picked it up and looked at it and it worked with like a selection of mobile phones and you could just plug your mobile in and play like some certain games that they've got you don't even need to plug it into your computer you just get the games as like an app on your phone and you can have virtual reality for like 40 quid which i thought was amazing i thought Mm. that was really good I mean, there's no way that uh, Valve or Oculus, stroke Facebook, and Microsoft have got nothing. Not None of those companies can offer a clean and tidy solution to the end user at this point. It would be pages of complicated reading to make sure you've got everything you need to buy a package, whereas Sony can come along and put it in a cardboard box in to- Toys R Us. You yeah. know, here's your Merry Christmas, have a happy VR. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the key, really, and that's what they're doing with this console. It's all about the VR. Um, and being able to say, hey, you know what? You've bought a 4K telly. We've got just the right thing for you. Yeah. Um, it's those two things probably, with, and that's that's a yeah. decent argument. Consoles I are hear. definitely tied like quite heavily into TV, so you know it, it makes a lot of sense that they they keep up to speed with that. And you know, it's it's quite responsible, I think, from console manufacturers understanding that you know everyone has a lot more knowledge of, of, of PCs being what they are and all that kind of stuff but you know a couple of years into the life cycle of a console let's just update the internals and you know whether we continue to sell the the old one until the stocks run out or not you know it's, it's the right thing to do it's just a better version of the one that we've got before it doesn't break anything i mean i was looking at the specs to try and run a comparison to a pc and um, the graphics card which is an it's a it's an amd graphics card in the new playstation um, it's not going to be anything special. Uh, if you compare it to a 980, which is last season's top card from NVIDIA, that's got a, a bandwidth output of 5.3 teraflops, which isn't really considered to be enough to do VR properly. 
and um, the PlayStation 4 Pro is only 4.2 teraflops. So they're only going to be kind of hitting the mark with what would be considered to be quite a budget PC anyways in terms of performance. The difference is that you've got great software behind the scenes making sure that they, they're programming really close to the metal on all of the hardware in there so you get a very well-optimized game. And I think that's where they'll be able to pull the stats to be like wowing the industry with, look what we're doing. You know, that's that's the difference. Whereas someone makes a game for PC, they can't build that close to the metal because there's an infinite number of variables that they can't test for. Mm. So it's, well, that is an you, interesting... You touched a little bit on Insomnia there. How was that? Was that good? Yeah, it's, you know, it is a it's a expensive crazy weekend where um it's as much as you want to make out of it like you could be very uh insular and sit at your console and just um suck up the bandwidth and play games on your headphones all weekend and um or you can get out there and go to the bars and go to the shows and and interact and and stuff like that it's, it's one of those big events where there's so much going on you could quite easily drift into being and disappear or you can you kind of get out there and do loads of Jaeger bombs like we did. <laughs> what was what was what was one of the? I obviously went to a few shows and talks. What was the biggest thing that you enjoyed the most that you sort of found a bit out or whatever? They're um, they they call it the pub quiz on Saturday night. It's a ticketed event, five pound a ticket, and uh, they're tables of ten, and they've probably got you know. Oh, I don't know, 50 tables, something like that. There's a lot. Oh, that's cool. So you kind of get chucked in with other people and stuff. And... Yeah, and that that's um, that's a really good event. They've got great production values. They've got like four rounds, lots of questions, loads of videos, loads of music through a great PA system. And um, yeah, it's just a really good event. They provide quite, they provide, well, they didn't provide, but um, Bethesda provided a load of beer on all the tables for everyone, which cool. is really nice. Um, oh, was it like Nuka Cola type? It, it was, yeah. It was like those yeah. Fallout branded. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's, they, they don't have to do that, you know. And there's definitely five pounds worth of entertainment for quite a few hours at, at that. Everything else, they've got all these different stages. So they had a dedicated League of Legends area that you had to pay extra to get into. We didn't go in there, but it didn't look like it was doing very well. They've got their big, <laughs> they've got their big main stage, which is dedicated mostly to YouTube celebrities doing like um, a special version of their show live at insomnia nice cool and i mean a lot of those guys aren't people that we we know or well i I didn't know any of them really i don't follow those kind of things like yogcast and and things like that that's not my scene um so you know there's there's clearly that syndicate and that crowd have got a big thing going on there and and a lot of the you know the sort of more famous YouTube celebrities come from Minecraft, perhaps, and have got hit the right age curve. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we're about 10 years too old for yeah, that. Yeah, they, they are huge. They have their own booths and they have yeah. huge merchandise stands selling caps and T-shirts and you name it. And they have special shows, you know, headlining at nine o'clock at night and, and things. So there's there's a lot of lot of stuff there for, for anyone that's a big fan of that. Um, from an esports point of view, which they put the esports stages inside the gaming area, which is quite a nice idea. So you can watch what's going on. Um, Counter Strike and, you know, Overwatch, um, all those kind of uh, games. The, the, the main games that. Uh, Rainbow, Rainbow Six was on. Honestly. Rainbow Six was on, actually. Um, <laughs> and uh, Hearthstone and, you know, all the normal 
like t- titles you might see lots of um like dota and league of legends and things like that that's all happening on big screens and the trouble is i i, don't, I find it hard to follow esports like that it's just something that's never really sunk in um yeah i mean we 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 use the weekend as much as anything as like a, a social gathering you know it's, it's great to be around that number of people that have got such similar interests you know, even when you go along for a, for a early Saturday afternoon to the to watch the uh, cosplay competition, and you, you know fine well that the whole crowd there are just you know in it for for a good time, and they know all the characters that are going off, and just a really good vibe in that sense. I, I just get annoyed with the, the a the size of the event makes it just annoying because you got a long walk from your car with all your gear then you got a long walk to the campsite then you got a long walk to where you put your pc back again and so all of that is just like oh my god this is so far and then you've got that's, the, has- that's that, the hassle of that's, any festival though isn't it? Yeah, going it to is glastonbury really. the walk there is the most annoying part of it yeah it's the same and I, you know reading was the same v festival it's all the same isn't it but I, yeah i feel sorry for for a lot of the people that, that buy the day tickets for the for the exhibition area because i just don't feel like it offers enough it's you know it's essentially just a big game store with a lot of pre-ordering kind everyone's of trying to sell you something yeah. yeah you know overclockers is there and scans there and pc perspective or whatever they're they're everyone's pc specialists everyone's there trying to sell you something lots of merch and lots of, merch and lots of, lots of pc it's, parts it's still and... probably a, a you know good opportunity to ask the questions of the sellers you know that you wouldn't normally be able to do if you're online or whatnot you know? yeah, yeah. I, I, I suppose i'm not in a great place because i i wouldn't ask anyone really anything I'm, I, I probably know it or i've done my own research if you know what i mean and sure. i found out that, <laughs> I'm, that sounds really big-headed but I'm, I'm not gonna go and i'm just gonna get irritated by the answer i'm gonna get from some guy who's being paid to work a long weekend at the nec on a stand i mean i don't feel like i'm getting close to you know there's nobody from the nvidia there or there's nobody from intel there it's not like that you know it's mm. um but uh, it's just the cost it bugs me it's so expensive you know you're paying 140 pounds for your ticket with everything and then everything there is marked up like the beer is expensive the food is expensive um you know it's just it's just one of those weekends where you just feel like you never stop getting your wallet out um yeah well that's uh, it the only the only land party that i've been to is the one that we do and i've mm. thoroughly enjoyed that so i don't know if i'd want to go to a big corporate event type thing like that because i don't know whether i'd like that kind of I suppose if we go with a group of friends and it's fun, but like you said, you're pulling your wallet out every two minutes and stuff. and It just hurts. I think I spent about 230 quid when I was there. And obviously the tickets were 140. So it's a 350 pound weekend. Um, it's quite a lot of money. Yeah. Indeed. And I didn't buy anything. And I know people that were there buying things. Well, that's, get, you know, all, all of that money. A that's new a new console, and, isn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. And, you know, okay. Yeah, it was... Was it worth it? Yeah, it's questionable. I don't know. I had a great time. I got really drunk and we, we played some games. Not a lot. We mostly socialised. So, you know, it's, it's a good fun from that point of view. Um, do I prefer smaller lands? Definitely. Do I think Altland's better? Ten times better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I fell out with my, uh, my Turtle Beach headset as well. Which was quite oh, yeah. We, we had a lot of faults on our little row. Everyone was having things break. Keyboards were breaking headsets were breaking it wasn't a very good weekend was it that would be the beer 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to play Overwatch at 5.30 in the morning after drinking God knows how much stuff all day and all night. And I couldn't see. And I was doing that thing where you close one eye <laughs> and you're just trying to squint enough to aim. <laughs> and you're getting closer and closer to your screen. Pirate, like, sir. What am I doing? What I had a I moment last this? weekend uh, with Harry. Harry, um, your man, got online with Overwatch and it was about 2am and I was, <laughs> I'd was, i smoked quite a bit and I drank even more and I was like, why am I doing so rubbish? What's wrong with me? <laughs> that's every weekend of you. Yeah, yeah, every that's weekend, no change there. <laughs> I am in harmony. <laughs> All right, well, should we take a little break and uh, top up our drinks? All right, welcome back, everybody, to the second half of the Alt Gaming Podcast. Number four, we've still got a few subjects. We'd like to talk about the new map in Armour 3 and the Frankie video, the zombie one, if you've seen it, Star Citizen, 2.5 update, and all the loveliness about Altland coming up later. So, Star Citizen 2.5, while we were away in between podcasts, there was Citizen Con in the Germans, and um, yeah, they announced loads of things, and they had a big long demo of them getting in and out of ships and flying up and down from planets and all that loveliness um, that we've all kind of seen before in a way, but they were just showing it. It really does work, everybody. Look, we've been doing something. <laughs> and that's that's they've introduced quite a few new things to version 2.5 of the alpha, including a new area you can go to and some extra missions you can, you can do. A few more flyable ships. Um, yeah, and that's where we're at. That's what's going on. What do we think? What's, what's it all about? It's awesome. It's good fun. It's Grimhex or yeah, Green Imperial Housing Exchange. You can find it in Yellow, I believe, the like asteroid field there. And so um, you press B to go to like a star map view of space. That's right. And then you can look at one of these objects that's floating in the distance somewhere. Normally they're kind of like a teal colour. So this one will be different. Uh, I'm not sure if that's implemented yet, actually. The, no. uh, that solar system map, that's 3.0. But no, no, certainly... but you know when you're in your cockpit and you can just uh -huh. look at the stars or you can have your uh, cockpit reticle yeah, yeah, yeah. up, that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. Like it's, So if you're naughty, you'll get a security status hit, effectively. Until... Yeah, I saw someone with that in floating around. It's had above their head like a big tag saying... Sure, you can yeah, kill and get dollar. Criminal or something. Right, so if you're so naughty, uh, you won't spawn at, um, at Port Olisar anymore. You'll spawn at Grimhex, and it's Ooh. effectively the sort of naughty version of Port Olisar. Well, that's the cool place to spawn. I, I, spawn. Yeah. I don't want to spawn at Port Olisar anymore. It's still weapons. Like, like you can't just spawn, like, you know, and get start out firing. and start blasting. But yeah. as soon as you're out onto the platforms where your ships spawn, so the actual landing pads, then it's weapons over. You oh, well, that's different. You can't do yeah. that. You need to be quite far away from Olisar before weapons right. are active. And you certainly can't pull any rifles out or anything nope. like that. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's cool. I like, I like it very much. Yeah, I had a good um, hour flying around yesterday or this morning. Can't remember. Just to sort of see where it's at and stuff. We, and we need to get your Connie. Oh, I know, man. Get my Connie up there. I was flying um, Re uh, Reliant. It was available. Well, uh, Bobbin Reliant. Yeah, it was like <laughs> Del Boy in the back and everything. It was awesome. But yeah, no, and it was a really nice ship. Dead agile and manoeuvrable compared to the. The Connie, which I've, is, is really a big beast. So mm, it's cool yeah. though. 
Yeah, no, it's really cool. That's right. And I, I did a mission where you had to go and find um, uh, an unknown signal, mm-hmm. which I tracked that unknown signal, and they gave me some coordinates which I traced those coordinates to an asteroid field. And in that asteroid field was a blown up ship and it's like black box recorder was oh. bleeping in space. And to collect it, I had to do an EVA to nice. go and get it, um, which was really cool. So park your ship up, open the doors, get out, jetpack over to this thing, collect it, jet back to ship. It was a really cool experience. And I was only on my own and there was no one else attacking me. But you'd feel really vulnerable. I was like, fucking hell, I'm outside my ship. <laughs> and if, it, if this was like Eve real game, you know, style, where you if you die, you're dead and you lose your fucking stuff, that would be stressful. That would be mm. really stressful. You know, I mean, I was in a ship that could have had more than one mem- crew member. So there could have been somebody staying on board. Um, but if you're in a single man ship, these missions are going to be so hard. Mm. Unless you kind of go in as a crew, two single man ships like together as what, a pack. What did you make of the landing computer? Mm. Pretty Definitely cool. needed. I, yeah. You know, I, it saves me from having to bother connecting my joystick right. for just a quick session. If I want to keyboard and mouse it, you can get up and down, and and that's that's good. Whereas it's, normally landing keyboard and mouse was so hard. Yeah, like I wouldn't recommend it in a pinch if you're under fire or whatever. You'd want to do like come in hot and land. You know. Because it takes a while to set, you know, to get itself right. And all yeah, that I never sort of went through that, but I, I understand that. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah, you just bail, wouldn't you? But uh, yeah, I it think didn't it's... quite work right for me a couple of times. Oh, it really? thought I well, I was leaving, and it thought I wanted to land. Ah. Um, so there's a little bit, but you know, hey, it's an alpha. So what did what you think of the performance? Because it's been a bit choppy. I think that it's improved quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm running at 2560 by 1440 on low, mm. and it seemed fine. It I'm, seems pretty smooth. I wouldn't want to push it any higher right now. No. 1080 it, on medium, I am, I'm afraid. That's all my yeah, no, well, that would make pony. sense. It just looks a bit sharper for me to run at native res. Sure. But, um, yeah, I think uh, outside the spaceship view, mm. so an F4, yep. it's just gorgeous. Apps, awesome. And that's on low. And it just, I don't know whether or not low, medium, high even does much right now. Mm. But it just looks, it looks really, really good. I just spent, felt, uh, was it five minutes probably in space, not going anywhere, just doing the different camera angles going, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, it's such a gorgeous uh, textures and layers and colors. And even space looks great. They've done a good job with all of that. Yeah. yeah, it's coming on rather nicely. Roll on 3.0. But it really well, does feel next gen. We it need really to does. rouse the troops and get everyone out for a little test yeah. flight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll go be up for, for that. that. Go to uh, Korea and start causing a little bit of ruckus. That'll be fun. Do you I have it, chart? I haven't. No, 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 no. You can still get the base one for 35 quid, I think. Yeah, you you have like a peewee spaceship, but it will get you in the game, and you can obviously loot. Other they do free spaceships. fly weekends as well now, don't they? <laughs> yep, quite I think a lot. This weekend that's just gone I was think. a free fly, yeah. so it's worth setting up an account, and then you know if we're all going to do something, we can arrange it around a free weekend. That's a good yeah, show. Or something. Yeah, yeah. but it 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 really does. Even on low, my computer will like 
you know, when it buzzes up and everything mm. starts to go to full RPMs. Graphics card was churning, all the fans were on. It was like, okay, yeah, it's, it's, it's really is going to be awesome when it's finished. Warp drive, Mr. Sulu. Yeah, quite. I need more power! <laughs> um, <laughs> can you give me an answer without a... What is it? Well, you always go, is it, oh, it's like a chicken in the summer! Or something. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, he always has like a, an extra bit that he always adds on to the end. He never answers it with just the answer. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. it was it's um it was it was a really good experience. It looked really pretty, and I can really see that it's going to be it's going to be gorgeous. And you compare that to some really what would be like Battlefield Four or the new Call of Duty that's coming out, or or anything that's new. Even you know um, No Man's Sky, they they look crap compared to this already. Yeah. You know, which is really interesting. So that's quite cool. Um, hmm. Definitely I watched shaping the, up. I watched the new Around the Verse 3.6. Right. And they've changed the lineup a little bit. And Chris Roberts is back behind the desk with his wife talking and doing the kind of like I'm the show host thing right. that, that Lesnick had been doing for a while. Fuck me, it's cheesy and awkward. You know, they've <laughs> yeah. got like hand signals that they're doing together where they go, see you around the verse. And they both point up to the sky together and stuff. Be like, fuck off. Do you a Ross just... cartoon club next Oh, week? yeah, but worse. Oh, you know, on. at least he was fun with it. You know, there <laughs> 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 was nothing fun about it. It was mm. like, we've written this script. We think it's really good. And we're going to read it and put all the pauses in exactly where we put them in when we wrote it down. Um, we'd know it was just awful and I just think oh, but they're cutting away now to the studios the different sections mm. and they're getting really good at this because they've had to be doing these video logs every week which you don't normally have to do I suppose in production normally and um, they've got really good now and they've obviously sent some better kit some nicer cameras and mm. microphones to all these locations so they're not just filming it on their phone yeah you know? but I kind of like that amateurish vibe about it all as well at the well, same yeah, time going but... back that was true but i mean at least now when they cut away from the studio it's not jarring and it feels like it's shut <laughs> you know for me but it, it does some production which you would i expect to see when you've got 150 million dollars and whatever, yeah you know 1.5 million users and and all the rest of it so someone yeah. linked a video like a little short clip of the wing commander movie when it looks like i've i've Tried to watch it a few times, but it, I've watched I it. think I've missed the boat. I just can't get into it. There was a scene apparently where the main character's in a load of trouble, and then this hotshot pilot comes along and blasts the bad guys, and it's yeah. Chris Roberts. Yeah, like, sat in the speech. it's really cheesy as well. It's really bad. <laughs> and he looks about fifteen years old. <laughs> the, the voice acting on this black box recorder that I went to collect on this mission was really good, though. Um, mm. Both of them, but the, and the, the space anomaly had a female voice actor that told me where to go with these coordinates, and that was really nicely done. Um, so that that's that's encouraging. Um, it wasn't, it didn't sound like, they were all different voices and it didn't sound irritating. There was no, you know, bitching Betty or anything sure. like that, which was, which was really cool. Um, really liked that Terrapin that they announced. Not going to mm. buy one because it's really fucking expensive. And but... kind of pointless. I don't get it. I don't, what, what's his job? It's supposed to be like a deep space sort of monitoring ship, but it's just, I don't know. It's heavily armored. So it's going to give off a massive signal, but it can't really fight and it can't really haul cargo. 
and it can hold two people, but, but only you, you one person But you described it as a sleep. tough nut to crack. Yeah, but Chris for, Roberts, what, didn't for he? what point? To, to what end? Where would you feel it? To be calling for support, and, and I suppose that's the situation. You have to fly solo, but there's somebody on standby that can be called. Mm. I don't understand. If they're on standby, just have them with you. Sure. You just don't go on your own. Yeah, you're right. I'm not sure. But maybe there's a lot of NPC-type elements that we don't appreciate sure. at this point. It looks like an Asp Explorer from Elite Dangerous to me. It just it honestly feels like he's just like, there you go. Like, it's a bit bigger than that, though, Braben. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's fucking huge. But Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Don't really get it. I'll rob one at one point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I ain't going to buy one. So, excited for Star Citizen. We'll be playing it more. It's getting better all the time. It's just taking forever. Mm. Which sums it up, I think. Um, what do we think? Has anyone seen the new um, Frankie on PC? He's changed his name, by the way. It's no longer Frankie. It's not Frankie on PC in 1080p anymore. He's shortened it to just Frankie on PC. <laughs> uh, I suppose he's doing 4K now. So. Well, maybe it is, yeah. But uh, he's got a new video out, which is based around Armour 3's DayZ mod, but a special version of that on the new DLC map, uh, Tanoa, mm-hmm. and then a whole shit ton of more bits added on to make it like i don't know how many mods he's got on there loads and loads and god it looked good didn't it it looked really good it's called island of the dead we'll put a link in the show notes but um yeah it was a really interesting um use of that new map and it looks so gorgeous i thought once i'd finished watching it if that was on netflix i would have been happy with that yeah yeah it was a nice i mean i mean it's quite long it was 45 minutes long Mm. you know it was a good episode i mean it it was I love Sada. He's really funny, really, yeah. really yeah. good guy, and and he's 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 obviously created quite a good crew around him now because he gets I don't know three and a half million views for anything he puts up. So there's certainly a budget for these things, um, which is great. But uh, just from I love- a game point of view, it was just really nice to see. I love what you were saying, Viv, about it being like going from cinematic into just general chit chat, and the way that it kind of develops that story in yeah. in the video it just works really well. It's nice. They'd obviously got like they had set pieces in mind, but yeah, they played it of course a bit as well. So I don't know. It's really nice. I just think like I don't know how much of it was those various mods or or whatever, but if you know if that's what it's become if that's what the the uh, you know the daisy in inverted brackets or exile or whatever you want to call it that look cool man all the hammering. i want to play it yeah. i want to I play, want play it now it looked great yeah look, we're waiting for it. a like sale on uh the apex apex i literally no, added it to my car but... yesterday i was like uh, uh, I, I stopped you i'm sorry i, I kind did, of said like, it'll come on sale but then I kind of was looking at it and thinking, oh, I could just buy it. I was like looking at G2A and some other sites to try and get it cheaper, but couldn't see it anywhere. And I thought, oh, maybe we might just have to do no, it. I don't know. Keep it in the wish list. There's plenty to play okay. at the moment. Yeah, when everyone gets it, like you've mentioned, there's no point in just like you getting it on your own or me getting it on my own. We want to crew up and do it properly. We can still do Exile on one of the other maps sure. anyway. I'd get be good. really up for that. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 there's no, it's quite a, beautiful looking game anyway without getting the new the new jungle mod it's i mean amazing. it looks great yeah. altus even altus the like bog standard map you get with is like there's more than enough room granted there aren't that many sort of forests and things like that but there are some interesting like biomes if you will like salt flats and weird shit man there's loads of cool stuff to like and that what i was playing exile yesterday and uh i was on my own the whole time 
But I had a great time. I had a wicked time going around sneaking about. It's, it feels so much more solid than it ever used to. Yeah. They've yeah. nailed the UI. Like, because before it was a bit of a wrestle, you know, especially on the Daisy mod for Armour 2. That was clunk, Chester. But yeah, put... it kind of mean it meant that you had this kind of barrier to entry that kept the dick fucks out, in a way. Yeah, It was true. that sort of thing. But I, but I know you what you mean. Pwn the noobs as well. You do want to pwn noobs, yeah, you do. Or, but or great video, great things. storytelling, great mod, it all just all good, really. It was, it was good. Compared to where we're at with DayZ, you know, the official. Oh, no, no, I no. mean, Jesus, what's going on with there? They are they're slower than Star Citizen now. Just becoming up with stuff. It, it's just awful, isn't it? Yeah. Such a shame as well because they got that was a huge buy-in. Loads of people bought that when it became available standalone, mm-hmm. and it's just shit. It is. It pales in comparison. I'd like to see some kind of battlefield slash armor working together to create a cool game. I reckon that would make a good game. Sony, on their press conference, showed some footage of their new survival game that they seem to be getting behind. That was... um, I can't remember the name now, but it, yeah. Oh it, yeah, I know the one you mean. It yeah. looked it looked good. I mean, they had a they had a survival game last year. Ed, you bought it actually, and you, you were oh. the only one that played it. H one Z one. H one Z one, which they've oh, obviously yeah. just pulled the funding out on on that now, but it brought it into an, into another survival game, which was looking really good. So maybe there'll be a big a big kind of production house that'll get behind it, like Ubisoft or Microsoft or Sony or someone, and they'll do it properly. Maybe they could do something with Wildlands in the Ghost Recon universe, and that yeah. could have a a bit like um, Call of Duty has a zombies mode. Maybe that could have a zombies mode or something like that. It's, it still hasn't really been broken by the big any of the big guys yet, has it? The Daisy mm. phenomenon. There's no, there's not one sort of ultimate zombie survival game that we, yeah that that scratches the itch that the Daisy mod on Armor Two. Operation Arrowhead. That was just outstanding. But no, it's good video. Great production from Frankie, and it's great to see you know that that sort of stuff being done. It's it's quality, really there's, quality YouTubing. There's still a lot of other alternative mods and just game modes on Armor Three that we've not even looked at. I mean, we used to play quite a bit of Wasteland, which you don't even need any mods to run. You can just join the server. Yeah, and that they're fantastic. It's good fun, uh, but yeah, so there's lots to play. I mean, when I looked yesterday, I didn't expect to see many servers, to be honest. But there were like hundreds and hundreds, and tons of which had over two thirds full of players. You know, there's literally thousands of people online all the time on all kinds of armor servers. It's really active. We need to do like an armor night or an yeah. armor, or at least once a month, anyway. Sure, just to keep our I'd hand love in. it. Because it is always good whenever we break it out and Ixiel goes in charge and sets it all up for us. And, mm. Yeah, it's great. But. Randomly parachutes in a whole fire team behind us and doesn't tell us. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look oh. at that old guy. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, where are we at with Altlan, I hear you say? Well, I don't know if you've checked the website. Of course I have. But we have announced dates and tickets and all all that kit and caboodle. Which oh, is it's exciting. exciting. It is. It's very exciting. <laughs> so we, we didn't we were gonna do another one this year and we decided against it in the interests of making sure that we can put the very best lands on the week that we can. And we've we've taken a step to changing the weekend slightly and we've extended it. 
and that's probably like the big thing so you can arrive on friday and you don't have to you don't have to go home until monday which is hopefully going to make it uh much more of a value proposition to people that thought mm, you know 60 quid that's a lot for a weekend because you've now got an extra night of drinking um but uh, also for those people that are traveling quite far it's really nice to not have to drive with a massive hangover maybe on uh, on sunday after a big saturday night so um you could be traveling by public transport it could take you hours to get home no one wants to do that with a thumping headache so yeah we totally get that as well and also from our point of view it means we can we can take our time breaking down um the event and uh, it's not such a huge rush to get out uh, like it like it is normally on a on a sunday afternoon when we're breaking down and and it's it's just we're all knackered so yeah you guys yeah. so I, it's easter easter weekend next easter year. weekend so 14th, 14th to the 17th of april yep as you say 17th being that that monday it's all bank holiday so no one needs to book any time you've just got it off already that's exactly what I thought. Like as soon as I, I read it, I was like, a "Bargain! <laughs> I don't have to book any holiday. I can just attend, and everything's cool." We've, Bring your uh, own Easter eggs, though. Yeah, Easter eggs. I was going to say our provided, Easter eggs. Yeah. Pro- oh, <laughs> well, right. in the form of uh, hidden surprises. <laughs> um, but no, I don't know. The um, we've got forty-five places in terms of where we can put seats out, tables. Uh, and you can set your stuff up, um, which is, you know, it's not a lot. And obviously we encourage anyone, if they're keen to come, to pick up your ticket early uh, to guarantee a place. Yeah. Um, we've got some uh, new ideas to try out, some of it tech-wise, some of it um, just evolutions on what we've done before. So, you know, same formula main hall all the tables set up main stage lots of events you will be automatically enrolled um you can really procrastinate and say you don't want to be part of it we will listen to you if you've got a reasonable excuse but otherwise you have to get up there and play and um just the normal foray of drinking and fire pit and late night cards against humanity etc will there be rock band there will be rock band without practicing already There will Drums. be rock band. Um, Mommy Jean is going to sort out the breakfasts again. I've nice. confirmed that already. Nail uh, game. Is, there is going to be nail game. Yeah. Absolutely essential. I and mean, obviously, this is our third event now, so people are starting to get good. You know, so we might have to up the ante and have a hardcore Ooh. round. Which I need be... to reclaim my title. <laughs> so uh, looking forward to. I that. think one of my highlights of the last one was uh when uh, i can't remember the name of the kid but he was an absolute legend the whole weekend he was really nice i think he was younger than most of the other people there but we were playing um cards against humanity and he he basically couldn't speak he'd lost it so much he couldn't even talk he couldn't even read out the cards and uh, someone else was getting so frustrated with it that he couldn't even speak. That I, I was finding it hilarious. I thought it was great. But this other kid was just like, I can't even take this. I just had to leave the table. <laughs> I thought that was great. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. It, 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 there's some, everyone's already got some great memories. And it was quite nice when we were at Insomnia with a few of the people we were um, sitting near. 
were people that had been to Altland and they only had positive things to say about it. Cool. Um, and they were like telling other people about it. And you think, oh, that's really, we can't ask for more than that. That's, that's just, that's what we wanted, um, which is fantastic. So, uh, yeah, we've got a few things we want to do and we're not sure if we're going to be able to do them all um, in terms of changes. You know, one of the things is to do, to do with the way that we um, display your score in an event and things like that. So we're working on some behind the scenes technology to try and improve that and uh, maybe even track your score from event to event throughout the weekend, which would be quite nice. We think from a stats point of view Um, and also on, on a uh, sort of staging point of view with screens and video and things, we're trying out some new software in, in terms of doing some picture-in-picture picture and some some nice crossfades, just to give it an element of professionalism a little bit more, just take it up a notch. Uh, don't want to rest on our laurels as such. So uh, stuff like that should be should be good. Sounds yeah. wicked. We've got a massive big long list of uh, games that we're going to try and see if we can work out some little events on. We'll have fun honing that in as well. After uh, having done a couple of events now, we've got a much clearer idea of what goes down well and what doesn't. Which is really nice. So uh, we we can pick from that list. and and, Will Bethesda be there? Free drinks away? Free drinks, yeah. Well, you know, not this time. Um, We'll we'll put a call in. Actually, maybe I'll invite Frankie on PC, see if he wants to come. <laughs> Chris Roberts, get him up yeah. there. It? Yeah, okay. well, he's probably in the country. Get his brother. <laughs> he seems like a fun guy. Um, <laughs> get Super but, Mario to come all the way from Japan. Like. <laughs> if if um, if you do need to ask any questions about that, um, you can send us a tweet to uh, Alt- Altland UK. You can message us on Facebook. You could send us an email via the website, whichever form of communication you want. Um, you know, just just reach out and we'll answer any questions. Nothing is too stupid or too small. Like we were being asked about where where can I sleep and any questions like that, that's fine. And is my stuff going to be safe? And no, maybe, I don't know. It's hard to answer that. But, you know, if you get drunk... Where can I sleep? Sir? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where you can sleep. Oh, in your car, obviously. But um, <laughs> no, we've got, we've got to have the big marquee outside again and we're yep. going to have obviously some space in the main hall. Um, and so, yeah, we'll split people up across those two areas. But it's not an event about sleeping anyway, is it, is it really? Is it snorers and non-snorers, perchance? It should be, really, but it never is. <laughs> but it should be, yeah. So... No. Well, my I parents get... have got a camper van now, so I'll be coming in there. Well, that's tempting. Yeah, everyone will be in your. <laughs> you could charge extra for a camper van, like luxury accommodation at land. <laughs> we did set a tent up outside for for us to like duck into if things were really bad, and uh, we never Glamping. used it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, so buy your ticket, sort that out, and then yeah, we should we should we should see you all in April. And uh, as and we there's kind a of... tennis court out the back as well, if you fancy playing on that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't think we've got you know permission to use that, but I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> 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 yes, this is in, this is a secret from my friends. Uh, he won't want me to. I'm not going to mention his name, but a long time ago, I had a birthday party at that same venue. That's why I know about it. And um, he had. Uh, 
he had sex with his girlfriend in those tennis courts, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any evidence oh, there now. <laughs> wow, so it's got a bit of history there. It's got a bit of history, yeah. So it's, a good, it's a good tennis court, so, you know. I also think one of the best hangover cures for me was on the Saturday, going for a walk up the woods. That was cool. Yeah, there is some nice woods. Known for their dogging, yeah. actually, those oh, woods. Oh, that's why I had such a good time. <laughs> but no, there is some nice areas around there. And, cool. Um, a bit of fresh air. Actually, in April, it should be perfect. There'll be bluebells out, won't there? So that should be quite nice. But No, looking forward to that. Really excited. Glad we got a date. Glad we got the tickets on sale. And we've updated the website. There's a lovely little montage video that, Ed, uh, you put together for us, which looks great. And, um, yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. 45 tickets available. Get them now. Get them now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, we wanted to quickly touch on um, inside chart. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, this 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 game's great. Uh, I uh, I watched a, a playthrough um, with Christopher Odd, um, and it's by the guys uh, called Playdead who did Limbo a few Limbo years was ago. A great ah, game, yeah, love so, that game. So this is another one of those perfect sort of anywhere in the region of like six to eight hours to, to complete a, a reasonable pace and it's just full of mystery and, and tension and stuff. So it's, I mean, it's definitely, it feels like a, a, a limbo type game. It's not a direct sequel, but you know, it definitely borrows a lot of the, the themes and, and uh, sort of tones from it. Um, but there's a lot more detail in the visuals with this one. If you remember limbo, it was very much a, a silhouette. And then a couple of uh, sort of layers sat behind it, big speaking spiders. And yeah, it's not quite two D, is it? No, it, no, that would be fake to describe it like that. It's like intelligent two D, or I don't know, two and a half D. Yeah, five D. Yeah, you've definitely, yeah, you've definitely got some some elements of of the environment that are sitting very much in the background, but they they're part of the game. You've got to avoid them. So, what kind of puzzles are we talking about? Like to solve? Is it something I've seen it back? when I've been walking along and I go back and I refind it and bring it up. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a bit of, uh, there's a bit of back and forth. Um, I mean, having watched the whole playthrough, it doesn't, it's, it's not like it, so much that you, you'd feel annoyed by having to walk around too much in repeated areas, but there's definitely like some going and fetching a, a, an object that helps you in another area or walking past an object and thinking, Oh, it's weird that I could interact with that. And then, couple of minutes later it's like ah that's why i could interact with that and then run back and grab that bit um and the, yeah there's a couple of uh, weird mechanics with uh, with controlling different characters in different ways to uh, complete little puzzles but um i would say it's more it's more of a, a sort of couple of minutes of thinking about a puzzle rather than them being overly challenging yeah, there's definitely there's definitely never a sense of I'm given something that is of no use. So you know, if, if something can be clicked, something can be picked up, if something can be interacted with, it's it's for a reason. Um, uh, you just like piece them all together and stuff. But um, very much like Limbo, there's no direct narrative. So you're is left. the music as good as Limbo? Because the audio on the music soundtrack was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, really spooky. There's there's some there's some great little sound effects in in there and stuff. And there's this uh, there's a couple of scenes actually where you've got um, dogs chasing you, which they're really really spooky. And there's a lot of tension. The timing's like perfect for for the animations and stuff. You know, you just 
breaking under a door or you just climbing up, up onto the fence to escape the dogs and things like that. So, yeah, it looks, looks an uh, absolute stone-cold buy for anyone that likes those sort of short little adventures. I really do. I mean, I think they need an, their own genre almost in a way. I mean, yeah. Explosion Man, Mao, Ori in the Blind Forest, all, yeah. all those kind of games that you can really get into for a weekend, finish it with a sense of satisfaction yes. that you've done it. That's a great. I, I, there is something that's changed, I suppose, with online multiplayer that never ends mm. kind of games that yeah. don't give you that completion feeling anymore. Um, so I do really like those little titles. What, like um, what platforms are it on? Uh, all of them, just about. Uh, cool. Certainly PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam. And I think it's 15 quid on all of them. That's not too shabby. Nice little game. Yeah. yeah. Good to recommend these little pickups. Um, we've. Uh, We've skipped over a big piece of news during this podcast, being, you know, just the start of September. And a very small company uh, in Palo Alto announced an, a new phone and <laughs> a new watch and some new earbuds. None of it's and new. pieces. None of it's really new. <laughs> well, yeah, technically, it's a W1 chip on the earbuds. But yeah, no. So uh, one of the things that they had on their press conference was they, um, they had the uh, Nintendo uh, original inventor of Mario come out and have a little chat with the audience and announced Nintendo's very first game not on a Nintendo hardware, um, which is going to be a Mario game, uh, but it's not a Mario game you would have played before. It's um, it's Mario in a kind of Mario Run style where he's he's got a constant momentum and you're interacting with his movement left to right on screen. Right. So it looks like your traditional Mario game where you're picking up coins and jumping over plant pots and, and tubes and, and, sure. and drain pipes and things. But he's always moving. And the big push on this press conference was, uh, and he was doing it in Japanese with a translator, but a few things he said in English that he was obviously really excited about was, you can now play with one hand. And he <laughs> nice. was, that was like a big thing. So you've got the button that you press to jump, basically. And the longer you hold it down, the higher you jump. And it's always moving. So it's a bit like Flappy Bird, mm. you know, in that respect. And so, yeah, that was that was the big one of the big announcements. I've played from... a very similar game to this, actually. Yeah, I think it's a, cop, a few people it's on... It's called um, Run, Sack Boy, Run. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. It's exactly yeah. like that. Subway Surfer is another one that seems to be... Yeah. But, you know, it's a nice little, nice little game. They were doing some cool things where I could set a time... And then you would get a version of me on your screen. Ah, ghosting. Ghosting, but not in the full fidelity of, of a moving character. Sure. In a cut, but you could then obviously challenge me and we could win points or something that way, That's which awesome. I thought was a nice touch. Um, the Mario looked really nicely animated and, and things like that, and it, it's obviously a very pretty-looking game. It had some cool stuff where he was using his hands and, and like um, climbing a ladder above him to, to deal with some other things and uh, he was, he's obviously got these kind of moments where he runs into a box and that stops him and then you have to press go at the right time for him to get past the next objective and things like that but so that's going to be an app like in the app store that is an app in the app store and they're doing a one-off purchase no in-game <laughs> no in-game purchasing right so the model which is not the common model right now for apps the common model is a free app and then you pay for stuff as you need it. 
yeah. and that their challenge is to encourage you to spend on you know coins if it was pokemon go for example well they're the, they're nintendo why would they do but they're nintendo Same they've thing. got more wholesome <laughs> values it's a one-off fee and we're not going to charge you ever again but yeah, yeah i mean yes. definitely definitely this this is a piece of news is much more about nintendo doing something Moving. outside of their ecosystem yeah. exactly is it we're, is it the start of something or is i hope just... so because sonic did it years ago and that was quite uh controversial at the time I do remember. Well, Sega's not what it it could have been. Mm. I suppose it could be a decent argument there, but timing is just bob on now. I mean, there isn't really a smart device that couldn't run a classic Nintendo game now. Sure. From yeah. a power requirement point of view, so it's wonderful, um, you know, to be able to like say, oh, you know what? Let's um, let's just like download the Nintendo Classics Pack if we could do on, on, on your iPhone and then play a bunch of classic games like that without having to take my Nintendo DS separately with me. I mean, that would be... Yeah. I mean, I, I, know, I, know, I know a few people that would be like hoping that this is, you know, let's open the floodgates now and get Nintendo stuff everywhere that's not a Nintendo system because, you know, almost the purchase of a Wii U is the, is the barrier that's stopping us all from playing whatever the latest... Zelda game is or, or Mario game and, and such because we know that there's only three or four titles on there that we're, we're going to buy but you know uh, it, it's something that I've, I've thought they never would do because you know, they said not long ago that they wouldn't do uh, like mobile games quite explicitly I don't know whether the whole Pokemon Go thing was swayed them a little bit I know it's not, not them that made that but you know the properties well they're still getting about 30% of of everything that that's taking which is in yeah. millions and millions and millions of dollars so it does seem odd considering that game boy you know advanced ds 3ds whatnot they're so like mobile themselves yeah. and, you know you, you get i mean one of the cool things i thought about the the uh s no uh, 3ds was the whole sort of uh, what's it the pass you know when you sort of you pass by people and then you'd you'd meet them in your game when when you, you know you log in and you get money for you get like coins just for walking places which i thought was awesome uh yeah i it seems a little odd for them to sort of i don't know promote not buying a console what uh, you know a handheld yeah. yeah but don't you think it's the grown-up decision it's, it's finally to admit that oh we sure. just realized that there isn't a human being on the planet in any developed society that doesn't own a smart device now yeah you know why don't we leverage some of that like Niantic they're always a little bit late to the party but they always do it really well when they do yeah yeah that's fair and uh, i think that's that could be awesome if this is just a, a toe in the water to see what the relationship's like and the rest will follow i mean i just i gotta be honest though i have had an emulator like a snares emulator and also a uh Game Boy Advance emulator on my phone since I could. And like... Yeah, you can do that on Android. You couldn't yeah. do that on Apple, really. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Well, you, you obviously with a jailbroken Apple phone, but it, that would be a nightmare now with the way that they're doing things. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, my first my first thought was, you know, has have they just seen this Pokemon Go thing explode and then reskinned a a game that's already out there, you know, in, in the, the vein of the run mechanic that we've seen. And, you know, it does seem like something that could turn around that quickly, but, you know, I think it can only be a good thing. You know, clearly they are very good at making games and they have been for a long time. And if they're just making games that are a bit more accessible to everyone, then 
I'll be downloading it for show. Yeah, I mean, it'll going to be if it's a couple of quid, it's going to be bought by me, no trouble at all. So, but um, one last subject before yeah. we sign off for tonight, um, I just put a shout out to the community. Really, the, the, the other three people that listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. If um, <laughs> we're trying to put a team together, <laughs> I'm trying to put a team together on McWarrior. Sarah, yeah, Sarah. <laughs> there isn't a podcast she hasn't been mentioning yet. She's going to start to feel important. We need to stop this. But, um, <laughs> No, MechWarrior Online, it's a free-to-play game that you may or may not have heard of. Giant, stompy robots walking around. 12-man teams um, in, a, in a sort of fighting, you know, each other uh, in a team deathmatch style. And you can have four-man lances, so three of those, so four, four, four. So I would like to put together a full squad of 12, if we could, at some point in the near future. And um, But you just need to download this game, have a few matches, and, uh, you know, f- feel it up. But, yeah, if you're interested in MetWire Online, obviously send us a message to our Twitter account, which is Ed. What's Twitter? Um, Alt Gaming UK. Alt Gaming UK, and just say, yeah, I'm interested, and we'll respond or something, and 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 let you know the team speak details. Um, they are still password protected. We don't want just anyone jumping in, but you know, if you've reached out to us and and said that you're interested, that's absolutely what we'd like to do. So yeah, Mech Warrior. We need twelve people at the moment. We've got four, so you know, eight more eight more guys or gals to to pilot our stompy robots would be great. Um, um, go on. How much is it, and where do I get it? It's free. It's free, it's free, it's free. Best and, price. Uh, MWOMercs.com. So, yeah, it's the download. It's MechWarrior Online is what it stands for. And Mercenaries is, is what that means. But Well, my MD- broadband gets switched on tomorrow because obviously I've just moved house, but once I've moved, once I've got my broadband back, I will download that. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah no, it's really I, good. I've enjoyed it. We, we, we've been doing a few training nights with uh Ixiel's got it atwa's got it charts got it i've got it obviously I, i've been playing it for years now um and it's it's a really good it's quite technical i'm not gonna lie it's a proper pc title where you're looking at your keyboard and there's like nine different keys to do different things and stuff like that and a mouse with about six buttons on would be good um it's, it's one of those kind of games but I, I really like it for that you know it's not it's not trying to sort of mollycoddle you in any way so uh but yeah check it out it's a good you can you can always watch um there's a really good youtube community called no guts no galaxy and if you want to see what it's like they're playing nearly every day and they've got loads of videos about all the different mechs you can you can get and it's a bit like if you know eve where you've got loads of ships but it's not really about the chassis it's about how you fit the chassis and that's exactly the same with this game. There are loads of different chassis, but they can all have tons of different weapon combinations. And um, it's obviously the, the way you leverage that knowledge and, and put the right weapons on and not put too many on, but not put too few on and put the right white, the range ones on for how far you want to stand away from the battle or if you want to be right in their face, you know, what are you going to fit? So it's that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's the game that I'd like to maybe get into over the next month. Can um, I have fluffy dice in you my... Definitely, you can have blue and white dangling fluffy dice. Excellent. Absolutely. Um, I've got a clapping monkey with, like, he's got symbols. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I have. That's oh what I've got. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, it's good. It's good. Anyway, so um, thank you very much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed our podcast number four. And if we are producing more of... Um, of the right sort of thing and you're enjoying it give us a like on uh youtube but also if you could 
go to iTunes on your computer and give us a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. If we're doing anything you dislike, just that's fine. That's okay. Please let us know. Please let us know. Put something in the comments. Send us an email or or, or or tweet us or something. Any top tips of how we can improve this or anything you'd like differently. That would be great. Um, I would just like to thank everyone for coming. So thank you, Eddie. Thank you. Thanks, Viv. Uh, you're welcome. And Chart, thank you for taking the time out from your evening. And um, hopefully we'll see you next time on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.